What's going on, everybody? Bobby Walker here with the Journey of a New Entrepreneur podcast. I've got my friend Tim Kroll joining me today, and we're going to get to you, Tim, here in just a second, but I've got to do my housekeeping before we do. Uh, first off, I just want to thank you guys for joining. It's always fun to have my people out there, that my friends that are just listening, chiming. I, I love hearing from you guys during the week. Let me know your thoughts on each episode. It's really cool. So keep doing that. I appreciate it. Also, if you love the show, go to iTunes. Give me a review. Um, I'm still trying to hunt down that guy that gave me the four-star review the other day. So I'm going to find you. But <laughs> everyone else, give me five-star reviews on iTunes. Uh, and I kid. Yeah, I, I'm, I won't do anything with a four-star. But that's that. I'm, I'm just a petty kind of guy. I, I, I've accepted it. I hope you can too. Uh, <laughs> and then lastly, don't forget, you can uh, uh, follow me on YouTube at Journey of a New Entrepreneur. And that's just where we keep our, uh, our vlog. Where I shouldn't say we just, that's the place where we keep this amazing vlog where you can go on and just uh, follow my journey. Um, last couple of days I've been posting one day I'm posting a video about how I really suck. And then the next day I'm like, Oh my God, I'm amazing. You know, and I just can't decide, but you get to see it all the good, the bad, the ugly. And uh, the ugly is only when my son Caleb is on there. And then when I'm on there, I want to add, I lost seven pounds last week because I'm focusing on my diet and exercise. So I'm bringing sexy back. You're welcome, ladies. Okay, so it's time to get into this thing. Tim, how the hell are you, man? <laughs> oh, my goodness. I was having a rough day, but now that I'm talking to you, I'll get a little bit of a laugh out. I am doing spectacular. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm going to do what I always do just so we can lay the baseline here, and then we're just going to be two dudes talking. Um, I, I'm actually really looking forward to this conversation because – the only bummer is you and I had probably an hour conversation a week or two ago. <laughs> was it last yeah. week or the week before? I can't remember. It was about a week ago. Yeah, I think it uh, was. And I got that card from you, by the way. And I really, I just I actually just saw this when I came in <laughs> and you sent me a card just saying, Hey man, I appreciated that. And how, how cool is it that you did that? So thank you for that, Tim. I literally just walked into the house and I was sitting here, but, uh, so we got to know each other a little bit last, uh, last week. Just, it just kind of happened. And I thought, Oh my God, I wish I would have recorded that conversation because <laughs> that talk about journey of a new entrepreneur and getting into life and passion and blah, you know, just what things are all about. So I said, yeah. we've got to do a podcast. So, um, so I know you a little bit, Tim. I know you because uh, I originally met you because I went to this thing called Automate Grow Sell Experience in Michigan, which you actually live in Michigan. And yep. uh, you were one of the mentors there. You, you weren't my mentor, but you were one of them there. And so I you missed met you. out. I know. I know I did. Uh, <laughs> no offense, Mike Dalkey. Um, I know I did. But um, anyway, uh, you, we, we, we interacted a little bit. Hey, he's a cool guy, but we didn't know each other. And, and now, uh, now you're one of the coaches in Conquer, which is a coaching program that I'm a part of. I'm, I'm a recipient of the coaching, not a, I'm a coach E, not a coach er in that. But, uh, so, so you, I know one of the things that you do is actually coaching for guys. And, um, and I love that. And it's funny. I used to always, I'm supposed to be getting to you, but here I am rambling. Uh, cool, I hope, <laughs> I always, uh, I, I used to always think, ah, coaches, they're just shysters that, that, you know, it, those who cannot do teach, you know, type of thing and blah, 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 you know, and, but now at this phase of my life, I've, I've seen the value in it. And, and I do think there are some, um, charlatans, if you will, that are out there doing it, but they're not on my podcast. I'll tell you that. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, so I have a great deal of respect for you, Tim, even though we haven't, um, 
talked a whole lot other than that conversation we had last week. Uh, so I'm excited to get to know you a little more and I'm really excited for the listeners to get to know you because uh, not only do you have my respect, but you, you are well respected amongst the, like I hold certain guys up on pedestals and then oh. those guys hold you on a pedestal. And I think that's pretty cool. And I know you're a humble dude and you don't want to like take all that and everything, but, but anyway, so Tim, Tell us about you. Give, give us that 90-second overview, and then we're going to just kind of dig into life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Awesome. Uh, and I, it's funny because when you're on podcasts like this, everybody wants to hear about the business side and all the great things and this and that and all the results. I don't like talking about that so much. I am more, and if you actually follow me on Instagram, my tagline is business adventurer or business adventurist. To me, if you're going to learn about me, it's all about the fact that I want to be a great husband. I want to be a great father and I want to be a great friend. Mm. And after that, all of the business stuff comes second. But to me, those things are most important. So yeah. if I want to talk about anything, I mean, I, I, I work really, really hard on making sure that I spend, and I know you do too, Bob, because I see you out on dates all the time, but spending time <laughs> with my wife, making sure I build you a great You don't see me on dates. You, you, observe that I'm on dates with my wife. You and I aren't going on dates. Just for no, no, I, I'm not sure how that came out, but, but yeah, I see it on Facebook. You're on a date with your wife. So let's be clear. <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying, just in case anyone is on. carry on, carry on. No, but that's, to me, that's important is the relationships. And, um, I have this up on my board here where I look at it is how many people have I impacted today? Hmm. And so when I look at all of that stuff, if you're going to know anything about me, the one thing that I would hope that you can take away from that is that I want to be able to help you grow and take you from wherever you're at to that next dream, that next goal. I want to be able to help you grow. And I've done that. I've had the honor and the privilege to be able to work with a lot of companies, everything from uh, a t-shirt e-com company. I've built out uh, product-based companies. I've worked with service-based companies, um, built multiple companies to millions of dollars in revenue. I, again, all of that stuff, I feel like it comes second place to the fact that I want to be a great dad. I want to be a great husband and I want to make sure that I'm leaving an impact on other people's lives. Yeah. Well, when was it you and me that were talking, when we talked last week, uh, were you the one that was talking about like the dash in between the dates on the tombstone? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah the story that's there. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that. Like hearing what you say, it's like, uh, that's just me too, because it's like, and I think it's, I think it's most people, you know, most, most uh, I'm going to throw myself in the good person category because I am, but I think it's, <laughs> I think most good people feel the same, but it's like, right. you know, I often, it's like legacy, you know, it's like, what's your dash? And it's like, I, I want people to remember, here's some vanity things I want them to remember ah, that I was funny. You know, I'd like people to think I was funny and stuff like that, but, uh, or that's one vanity thing I should say. But really at the end of the day, if, uh, if I can can be remembered as a good dad, a good husband and a good person, you know, a good friend. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did it. You know, I did it. All this other stuff I want the business success. I want, you know what? A lot of people say it's not all about money. Well, it's not all about money for me, but I'll tell you this much money is really important to me and I want a lot of it and I'm cool with that. Um, because I want some of the things that money gets me. I'd love to. Yeah, you want to use it as a tool, right? That, that's yeah. it's not the money itself. It's a fact that money is a tool to be able to gain what you have, what your dreams are, what your hopes are. Yeah. And, and some things I, I want to do some good with money and daddy'd like to own a private Island too. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> 
so, you know, I, I want to live on the intercoastal down in South Florida and have a really cool boat and stuff like that, you know? So, uh, there's a lot of things in there, but the, the money thing, uh, I, I'm, I'm not going to say it's not important, but, uh, cause it is important to me, but it's not the essential stuff. You know, like right. when I right. die, if someone said he didn't have any money, I'm okay with that. But yeah. if someone, if someone said I was a bad father, well, I'll be dead. I mean, it kind of doesn't matter at that point. But if, 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 uh, if I wasn't a good father, that's, that's where the problem is. So, yeah. uh, and, 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 oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I mean, like that is, this is one of the aspects that, you know, you, cause your podcast is all about the life of an entrepreneur, the journey of the entrepreneur, right? And this is one of the topics that we so seldom discuss is how are we living our lives? Not just how are we building our business, but how is that, how is that life being lived? Mm-hmm. And you know, it's fun. And I, and we can, depending on how you want to take this conversation, we can talk about business. I love talking about growth strategies. I mean, that's kind of my thing. I love the digital marketing space, I've done a lot of work in that, but there's also this other component that sometimes we focus 100% on business and we forget that, you know, we were created not just to focus on work. We're created as, as fathers, as mothers to people mm-hmm. probably out there. And you know, brothers, sisters, you know, you've got relationships and friends and we were built to be able to share this community together. We weren't built to take it alone. Yeah. Well, it, well, and on that note, that's one thing I appreciate about you is you're a real dude. And last week when we were talking and gosh, I really do. I, cause we were on this platform. I really wish I would have just hit record because even though it was, <laughs> even though it was real personal, it's like, how great would that have been just to share? Yeah. Because I know I'm not the only guy. I know you struggle with the same things I do. It's just you're in a position and you're a little further down the road on some experience on some things. I'm not talking about your age, but, you know, but experience. Hey, I'll, I'll, I'll own up, man. Like, yeah. I got nice you're a little bit down the road. You're not that much older <laughs> than me. But, but, uh, but you've got a lot more uh, good wisdom. You know, you, you, you started earlier than me on the wisdom gaining thing. And, um, but I, uh, but I know we both struggle with the same kind of things. And I remember like last week I was, we were just chatting cause you were originally just helping me with Facebook cause I was having a problem with my <laughs> Facebook page and we just started talking about some stuff and I was like, Tim, I, I, you know, I'm struggling with this and I'm that and I'm blah, da, 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 da. And I kind of throw out a bunch of things and you said, Bob, let, let me just break this down for you. So what you really just told me was that you're a failure. And I'm like, well, if you want to put it that way, <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I guess said exactly that. Well, no, no, you didn't. You didn't call me a failure, but you said what you said, Bob, is that that you're a failure. You know, and uh, I do think that's what you said. Maybe I was wrong, but I don't I think. Said, it, yeah, and if I recall correctly, and again, it's hard to remember because we're talking a week ago. Yeah, I think what I said specifically is everything that you kept telling me is that you believed in your heart or in your mind. You had that belief that you were a failure. Ah, yeah, yeah. And so you held that belief very strongly. So mm-hmm. you're right. I, did, I, mean, I, I said those words, but the context of that was so many times in our own lives. And I, again, I don't know if this is the direction you want to go, but so many times in our lives, everybody deals with that belief. Everybody struggles with that. They struggle mm-hmm. with the self-confidence and they struggle with the fact of many times their identity gets tied in with whatever it is that they're, especially men, men are, probably yeah. more susceptible to this than women are. Now, women have a different idea of where their identity rests, but so oftentimes our identity gets tied up in 
the business or in the, the thing that dream we're chasing or the success that we have. Yeah. And because our identity is so tied, if that fails, then we shake our confidence and we feel like complete failures all because we had our identities, you know, tied directly to that, which is absolutely wrong. And then you start looking at it. And I know this is where we went with the conversation is I can see that you're not a failure with your kid. You've got a relationship there, right? Now, you yeah, might have yeah. messed up a little bit, but to classify it as a failure is, is wrong. Yeah. You know, you've, you've got a great relationship with your wife. That, and you, I can go down the list, and I'm sure that as we talk, we can flesh out some more of this stuff that you're really great at. Yeah. And that you've got such a great personality, and you, there's all kinds of – I don't know where going. you want to go. Keep, keep, keep saying good stuff about me. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, yeah, I'll give you a little uh, boost there with the attaboy. <laughs> well, first off, Tim, let me say this. As far as the direction, uh, the answer is yes. There's no direction. We just, I just want yeah, we're, to, so we're getting there and, I, and I'm. So we're just talking, right? Yeah, we're so just talking. I just, I just finished an article and I just got published um, in the, our local newspaper. And it, it all revolved, and I wrote it about a month ago or so, and I had to submit it and whatever. But um, it was all around the movie Ugly Dolls. And what I found so interesting about that movie, because um, my daughter, I took my daughter to it. I'll give you a little bit of backstory. So uh, basically, my daughter and I go out on dates. And I try to make sure that I spend at least a minimum of one date night per month with each of my kids kind of a thing. Or I take them out and do something. Yep. This happened to be my daughter's. So we went out. It was a Sunday afternoon. We watched Ugly Dolls. It's a cartoon movie. If you haven't seen it, it's actually kind of cute. But the underlying message was all of these dolls were getting rejected and thrown into this land that they lived in and they didn't believe that they were worth anything except for one doll and that one doll kept singing maybe someday maybe today's the day she held that hope um, and then they go through the whole story the whole process how they get integrated with these quote-unquote uh, very beautiful dolls or perfect dolls and you know they, they go through this struggle back and forth you know typical good evil kind of a thing but the moral of the message there was the fact that no matter how you were created, you were created with value. Hmm. And that value doesn't always show up like somebody else's value. And the one thing that I can say, and I can sit here, and that was the premise of the article, was to actually sit here and I can raise my hand and say, I am an ugly doll. Yeah. I have got flaws. No doubt about it. I've got flaws. But yet those flaws are what make me unique. And that's what allows me to be able to resonate with people and allows us to have a really good deep conversation is because I've got issues. You've got issues. Yeah. Everybody's got issues. Tim, what do you say to someone, you know, what, what if someone's listening right now and they're like, okay, uh, yeah, Bob, you, you know, you, you're insecure, but I've watched you, I watch your YouTube channel and I know what you're doing and you're having a lot of success. You're just picking on yourself, which there's some truth to that. But what if someone's watching and they're like, well, Tim, you're saying I got some value here, but uh, I don't just feel like a failure. I'm, I'm fucking failing, man. Like yeah. I'm, I'm my, my business costs me money every month. I'm, there's no, no hope in sight. Uh, you know, now maybe I don't want to maybe go, go as far as to, you know, saying that their marriage is bad. They're, you know, good person loves his wife, loves his kids, does that stuff. But they're just sitting here saying, Hey, that's great. I'm an ugly doll, but I don't feel the value uh, in there. What do you say to someone when they're, when they're in the middle of, of that right there, when it's just like everything they're doing is just, is a failure. There's no, no sugarcoating it right now. This thing sucks. Where's that value? I, I want to be really careful about how we talk to somebody like that because <clears throat> The, the challenge that you're going to 
if I'm going to talk directly to them is that I, I need to hear a little bit more about their story mm-hmm. because their stories are our lives, right? So if I'm going to break into some of that, I usually can typically find something that I can relate with. And as we relate and as we build a relationship, I can eventually show you your value. I can mm-hmm. show you the direction that here's what it is. Um, and I'll give you just a real quick synopsis of my own life. And I'm trying to think of how far back to go because I don't want to spend, <laughs> you know, an hour telling my life story. Yeah. Um, so let me just jump back to the fact of as I was growing up, there was a lot of pressure around me to do and be a certain way. Mm-hmm. And I felt that in order for me to do and be this, I had to give up what my heart was telling me that I needed to do. Yep. And so I, I, I allowed that influence, allowed society, allowed my parents, allowed a lot of other things to be able to push me in a direction that I knew I wasn't supposed to be. Because when I truly felt alive was when I was selling baseball cards, when I was going door to door selling grapevine wreaths that I created. I felt alive at that point. But I didn't recognize that that was a passion and that's what a, a talent and a, a thing that was created inside of me, right? Mm-hmm. And so I allowed society, allowed everything to kind of push me in this other direction. And then I started my own company and just be totally gut level honest with everybody. It failed miserably, mostly because of my mindset, my lack of training and understanding on how to run a business. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have any of the experience. I didn't have a mentor. I didn't have a coach like what we were talking about. I didn't have somebody that would tell me and say, hey, what I had, somebody chirping in my ear saying, you need to go get a real job. Yeah. Society yeah. telling you, you need to go down and work at Home Depot. You need to go work at Lowe's. You need to go get a real job. When are you going to get a real job, Tim? Why don't you go work for the man? Mm-hmm. And so all of that was what I had influencing me still in my heart thinking, oh, I know I can do this. I love doing this. I love helping people. I love work. But at the same time, I didn't know how to manage. I didn't know how to manage my finances. I didn't know how to manage employees. I didn't know how to manage any of that stuff. So I, that, I didn't know because nobody ever taught me, right? Mm-hmm. And so if you would have asked me at the time when the guys were coming and pulling away with my van as it's getting repoed, if you would ask me when I lost both of my houses, um, I had a rental and I had my own house. And we went from a 4,000, 5,000 square foot home down to a 1,500 square foot home. I've got another child on the way. I'm like literally beg borrowing, stealing almost to figure out how I'm going to pay a hundred dollar electric bill. When you, if you would have caught me at that exact moment and said anything to me, I'd be like, dude, you're, um, that's it. I'm done. I like, yeah. there's nothing. I, I, I wasn't in a time and a mindset to be able to accept it. Yeah. And so yeah. what you're asking me is to say, okay, how can I teach and how can I give value? Quite frankly, at this point, if you're at that position where you were like, I was the only thing that you need, is somebody to walk beside you and help you start taking the steps in the right direction, which is fortunately for us and for my family, I had somebody that did that. The yeah. guy's name was Matt Guerin, and to this day, he probably doesn't know how much he influenced my life. Hmm. But he took me and my wife, and he took us under his wing, and he said, let me walk with you. Let me show you that you're going to be okay. Let me start giving you some self-confidence back. Let me start doing this. And so I guess what I'm trying to say is there's two people that are going to be out there that are going to listen to us. Number one is you're going to have the ability to see these people. Whether you go to a church, whether you go to the community, where do you see stuff, you're going to have a chance to be able to speak in their lives. They don't want to hear that you're doing awesome. All they want to hear is, hey, let's just walk together for a little bit. Let me help you out here. Here's the next step that you need to take. This is how you need to be able to overcome whatever it is. No matter where you're at in the journey, that's the thing that you need to hear. Mm-hmm. And the second thing that I would really, if I can impress you on anything else, and I, I said this at the uh, AGS Live event and the experience, 
I truly believe that there's only one terminal belief that you will never be able to overcome if you allow yourself to stick to that belief. Okay. That belief is that you are the only one who has ever gone through it. Hmm. If you believe that and you allow yourself to, to convince yourself that that lie is truth, that's the only thing that's terminal. Everything else is, you can overcome everything else. And there are massive amounts of hero stories out there. You can find them all over the place. But at the end of the day, all of those stories had to start with somebody reaching down and saying, let me walk with you for a little bit. Let me help you out for a little bit. I've got to ask this next question here. Uh, so if I'm that dude, I'm sitting here, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm listening, listening to everything you just said. Yeah, Tim, that's me. And it's worse. I downgraded to a 600 square foot home and uh, my van didn't get repoed. My scooter did. Cause that's all I had, yeah. you know, and stuff like that. So someone's sitting there listening to you and you say to them, you need someone that'll, that'll walk beside you. They don't know how to find that person. Maybe they, the people- they usually can't. Usually it's very difficult for them because they believe that they're alone. They're embarrassed about their situation. Mm-hmm. They're embarrassed with what's been happening. All they've heard is that when remember I was saying about the society telling you get a job, get a job, get a job. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's all that they've ever heard. And so their mindset and their their path or tracking is all going to be that way. And I think that's the the biggest cycle that we have to be able to break and learn how to break is our mindsets and the way that we believe the world is perceiving us. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I, I do this occasionally. But what I'd be willing to do is I would offer a free 15 minute call for anybody that needs to talk. Wow. Okay. I'll give you the link. I'll give you the Calendly link. Now they tend to book up. So if it's booked up for a while, I apologize, but I've only got so much time that, yeah. that I can give that. Um, but I've done this for probably about almost a year now. Um, I did it on Joshua Latimer's podcast and mm-hmm. it was really, really helpful, but I'm always willing to be able to give away free, like for that 15 minutes. Wow. That's great, Tim. That's very generous of you. And I actually, I appreciate that because, because I know there's guys listening. So l- let's say someone, uh, Let's say you're booked up because uh, like I have some thoughts in my mind. Uh, mm-hmm. Tell you what, let me tell you where my mind's at and you tell me if this okay. is valid because I'm sitting here and I'm like, okay, Bob, problem solve. You know, someone, someone is out there, they're having a hard time. They, they, don't, they don't have any family or the family's not supportive or whatever. They're, they're down in the dumps. Uh, and my thought is, well, you can find, um, we'll say passive mentors too. You know, you can yeah. find passive people. And what I mean by that is it's not someone that's necessarily going to be able to listen to you because they're not physically there. But like, I remember, uh, w- probably my darkest, uh, moment of hopelessness was, uh, over a decade ago, but I was, uh, in a mountain of debt. You know, I was young. We made no money. I think it, right. uh, at the time I was making like 12 bucks an hour or 11 bucks an hour or something like that mountain of debt. And I remember I was like in my late twenties and I just remember thinking, wow, I had one of those moments where I'm like, what's going to happen? No one's ever going to, no one's going to do this for me. And no one, success isn't going to fall in my lap. I've got to do something. I can't drive yeah. a forklift forever and blah, 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 blah. Right, right. And, and for me, coincidentally, someone just told us about this dude named Dave, Dave Ramsey, which <laughs> has a radio show and and listen i don't care if you, if someone's listening and then and they don't agree with his philosophies it doesn't matter it doesn't matter what i did at that point cuz i felt hopeless I, like i was having like dreams that were like 
very real and and like to this day I could like share with you like a dream that I had that was very impactful for me because this stuff was so heavy on me and I don't mean dream and like in the mystical woo woo sense it's just like it's where my mind was you know I couldn't yeah. escape it even when I was asleep and um uh, so I found Dave Ramsey who kind of walked along walked with me there right, right. So I would, I'd listen to his podcast and it was free um yeah I ended up having someone that gave me his little course that he has so I could listen to the CDs too. But without the CDs, I still, every day I listen to that podcast, listen to this dude saying there's hope you can do it. It's going to be hard. There's going to be a grind, but you can do this. I've done it. You're not alone. Cause I felt alone at that point. You know, well, I mean, my wife was there with me, but like her and I, we felt like we were the only two people that had ever done something like this. Right. So like for me trying to problem solve here, cause I'm like, I'm putting myself, I'm trying to like empathize with this imaginary person that we're talking about. And I'm like, man, I feel terrible for this person. I, I can empathize with this person. But what do we say to him? Because it's like, you don't have a million hours. I don't have no, a million I, hours. I can tell you exactly what I, I, it's a process that as far as where it starts and how it begins. And I think this is a very systematic. Um, and mm -hmm. I know we use that, lot, that word a lot inside of business, but I also believe it, it will help change the way that we think the way that we act and the way that we perceive ourselves within the world. Hmm. Um, and so I've actually talked with several individuals and used this exact same process. Um, and number one, you're hundred percent correct. There's a lot of free resources out there to be able to help think the right way, train your brain to think the right way. Um, Dave Ramsey, it's a, the thing that, and this is the trick though too. And this is what I, this, the difference is number one is every good resource or instructor is going to give you, pretty much a task list mm -hmm. or something that you need to act upon. Now it's up to you. And we talked about this earlier. It's up to you to do that action. It's not a hundred percent. Somebody's going to come in and do this for you. You have to be willing to act. If you're not willing to act, unfortunately there's nothing that I can do for you Yeah. because you have to make that decision. You have to act period. Okay. So that has to happen. So some of the resources, like you said, Dave Ramsey's one, um, another guy that I absolutely love to read, listen to, um, is Jim Rohn. You got Zig Ziglar that's out there. He's another great guy, Les Brown. Some of these classic guys that are out there that are teaching or have taught in the past about mindset, attitude. There, there's a lot of great mm -hmm. information out there. Now, nowadays, I feel like there's a whole swing and a whole shift, and I do not agree with a lot of very, very popular gurus and a lot of self-motivational type people out there. I just don't believe that their philosophy is accurate. Because I think there's a lot of things missing. And that's why I'm recommending some of the classics like Jim Rohn because he's very uh, – he looks at your life in a 360-degree way. All right, mm -hmm. so the first thing is find those resources. Number two, though, put a plan in place. If you don't have a plan, an action step in place, you're never going to be able to get yourself – work yourself out. And now Dave Ramsey, he's got, what, eight or nine steps, I think, for financial oh, yeah. freedom? I forget what it is, but, yeah, it's, he's yeah. got a, the something ba – 12 baby steps or something like that. Right, and I think the first one is you uh, save up your um, emergency fund. Yeah, a 1000 bucks. yep. Yeah, I think it's – and so he's got step by step. You do this, you do this, you do this, mm -hmm. you do this. And it's a, it's a gradual. And the amazing thing to me is that if you try to do 12 before you do one – it doesn't work. You've got to go baby steps. Same thing with your thought process. So you've basically trained your mind as you're growing up, all of the things that have happened, the circumstances, situations that you've been in, you have developed a core set of beliefs. The only thing that you can do to be able to start changing that is to start thinking differently. Mm -hmm. Right? So the very first thing that I would tell you to do before you do anything else, every morning, get buy yourself a journal 
buy yourself something. This is my journal. Mm -hmm. So if you're on the podcast, I just held up my journal. (laughs) Yeah. It's a a blue journal. I got all kinds of tabs in it. Um, But buy yourself a journal and write down every morning three things that you're grateful for. Do that consistently for 30 or 60 days. That's it. Just start my wife, there. my wife, my kids, my house, or my wife, yep. my kids, and my cardboard box or whatever. Yep. And you know what's amazing about that is the very, when you first start is you actually do that. You know, you go with very simplistic things. Mm-hmm. Now, like you look outside, oh, it's, it's sunny today, so I'm thankful for that. But then when you start going deeper and you're like, you know what? I really am thankful. It's cloudy today, but I'm thankful for that because it gave us a little bit of relief from the sun. Mm-hmm. It's raining today. I didn't get my jobs done. You know what? I'm, but I'm thankful because I was able to work on my office admin stuff that's been neglected for two or three weeks because we're in the busy season. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I, here's how much it's changed my set, my, my own personal mindset. And I'm going to get a little real with y'all. So All right. <laughs> don't hold back. When I was, you know, when, when my wife and I were first married, right, I, I was very much a, let's get it done. I'm a very much a driver. It's like, okay, I got this goal. We're going to go. It doesn't matter what else is on the, I got blinders on, man. I am going to hit this, right? Mm -hmm. Same thing applied to when I was traveling. So if we were going to go to a destination, that's it. We get in the car. We're going to go. We're going to truck, right? And I used to get extremely frustrated if we had to stop and eat, if we had to stop to use the bathroom. All right, I can do a gas pit stop in about five minutes and be back on the highway like nobody's – I mean, I was yeah. good at it. I could really do it. I had all these little things set up. All right, that's not the way my wife is at all, not in any way. <laughs> I used to get really, really frustrated. Now, put on top of that, we got a couple of kids. And if you've got any kids and you're trying to travel – their bladders don't wait for the next no. five-hour rest. It's not happening, right? So, yeah. but we had to stop and we had to use the bathroom. Then we had to stop. Oh, I'm hungry. Oh, I'm this. Oh, I'm that. I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> I can't tell you how frustrated I was because I couldn't get to my destination and all these things. About two two years ago, three years ago is when I really noticed I was able to change my mindset because my daughter decided that she all of a sudden had to go to the bathroom. And again, I used to get, I still get frustrated at times. I'm not perfect, but she had to go to the bathroom. So we pull off the rest area. We go in there. Actually, it was off um, uh, the highway. We got off the exit. Go in there, do the business, do whatever, get back up on the highway, and we're driving down the road. And I'm not even exaggerating in any way. Five miles down the road, a semi-truck had crossed both lanes and had started coming head on in oncoming traffic. If we wouldn't have stopped, there is a high probability that we would have been one of those cars that got hit. Yeah. Super high probability. Mm-hmm. That was kind of a wake-up call for me in a way that, okay, am I willing to be thankful for even the things that I see as maybe an inconvenience? Because yeah. I don't know what, what it's protecting me from. I don't know all of these other things. And I, I'm sitting here as a driver, as a business owner, I can control everything. I can control all my results. I can control all of this stuff. And it was a real hard wake up call. I can't control anything. Like I've got zero control over that stuff. And it was, it it was pretty, pretty shaking to me. Okay. And the only reason, the only reason I was able to actually start making that transition is because I started doing some daily exercises, some daily disciplines, one of which was writing down three things that I'm grateful for. And when you can get to that level of being able to say, all right, I'm really inconvenienced right now because this guy is parked in my driveway and I can't get out. Oh, but wait, you drive down the road and there's an accident at the next red light. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, well, I'm with you on that. And uh, 
I, I, I was about to say, I don't know if I want to go down this rabbit trail, but who cares? Who cares? This is good stuff. <laughs> That's what we're two, two guys talking, right? Yeah. I, I used to get so angry when I'd be driving. Like, you know, I just, now when I say road rage, it's like, I wasn't like pulling over and trying to mm-hmm. pull people out of the car and stuff, but I'd get angry and I'd cuss and yell and ah, you piece of crap. And uh, uh, yeah. you know, you cut me off or you this, you that, or you, you didn't go when it turned green or whatever, you know? And, um, and now when I, I don't know at this stage of my life, I don't know if I'm getting old or if I'm getting better or, or both or, or what, but it's like whenever I go and, and these things happen, I'm just like, eh, if missing that, you know, I'm, okay, I got to sit here for one more light, light exchange. Is this as bad as life is going to get for me? I think yeah. I'm doing pretty damn good. Ah, yeah. So that jerk, I was patiently waiting my time to get on this exit and he passed everyone and pulled up in front. That used to make me so mad. Now I'm like, he's the jerk not me i ain't gonna let it ruin my day you know he was too he was affecting your life yeah (laughs) but but it's like eh, is this as you know am i because i had to start asking myself and i wasn't saying i'm grateful for something but like i was kind of reverse engineering that where i'm just kind of like yeah if if this is the worst thing that's dealt to me holy cow i'm doing really really good you know so um so I love that. So, so that's step one. Okay. Gratefulness. Yeah. So that's step one. Step two. And this is the thing that it's, and some people are ready for this commitment. Some people are not ready for this commitment. What I would suggest is take 15 minutes out of your day. Now, if I do the math, this is how crazy this is. If I take 15 minutes and divide it by the 24 hours that you get each day, mm-hmm. it's less than 0.1%. Okay. So are you willing to spend less than a point, I think it's a 0.01 if I do the math correctly, are you willing to spend less than 0.01% in order to become a better person? Yes, I am. Absolutely. Absolutely. So 15 minutes, here you go. And this is how you break down your 15 minutes. And I, I heard there's stuff with Miracle Morning, all kinds of stuff, but this is what I have been sharing for a long time. Number one, there's the three things that you're grateful for. Number two, Take five minutes and read something that's inspirational. Now, some people use the Bible. They like to read that. Some people, I have uh, that. Plus, I've also got multiple books that are real short, easy reads. Um, Jim Rohn's the, um, uh, what's the name of that book? The, uh, I thought I had it over there. Um, but it's the, uh, something about the exceptional, the art of an exceptional living or the art of exceptional life, something like that. There's another great book that you can use to be able to do. Just take five minutes and just read something that's inspirational, something that's going to motivate, something that's going to lift you up. And then the last five minutes, just reflect and take time to look back on the day, the previous day, and say, what what did I do right? What did I do good? What did I maybe mess up on? How can I learn from that? Because in our lives, we have two examples. We have two different people that we can learn from. We have those that are examples. We have those that are warnings. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they're both examples one's just for, for what to do and one not i know to do. Yeah. i know but yeah, that's why i like, I like an example of somebody that i want to follow yeah warning is somebody like i don't want to do that i don't want to do I that i don't want to follow that path <laughs> yeah i don't want to go down that road you know and if we read I mean, if you're a bible believer and you, you start to read scripture you'll see that the bible is full of both mm-hmm. you've got examples of what to do and you've got warnings of what not to do yeah. and there's a lot of people that messed up a lot of things and so if i can learn from the warnings, as much as I learned from the examples, 
and there, there's hundreds of autobiographies out there. And in fact, there's even, I just finished a, uh, <laughs> I don't mean to go political, but at the same time, I just finished a book, which was um, written by a secret service on the Clinton can- and the Clintons. And when they were in the white house, yeah. that one to me was a warning because there was a lot of stuff in there. of like, don't act like this. Don't do that. Don't. And so like, even there's modern day examples and I'm not going to get into the current political stage, but you can look through all of these different things and you can learn something from somebody either as an example or as a warning. Yeah. And so that's the, the reading is really important. The reflection is also important. So three things, let me summarize. Number one is find three things that you're grateful for. Number two, reading, read something that's motivational or inspiring. And then number three is to reflect on the previous day. Yeah. Good stuff. So if you do that, that will start you on a path that will help you get you out of this failure cycle. So, so if you're that dude out there listening, we just gave you an action plan and you might say, ah, it's, it's a little bitty. It sucks. It's not good. Stop being a little bitch. We just gave you an action <laughs> plan. Okay. And here's what you do. You wake up in the morning and you write down three things you're grateful for. I don't have anything I'm grateful for. My house is getting repoed. Well, as the great philosopher Pitbull once said, every day above ground is a great day. Remember that. So maybe you're just thankful that you woke up today. All right. And that was yep. a joke about Pitbull being a great philosopher. Um, but, uh, yeah. Really? Yeah. But, uh, well, just in case, no one laughed. So I just yeah. had to make sure. But guys, be grateful. You know, write it down. And, you know, attitude's a choice. So choose to be grateful for some things. Read something inspirational. I'll tell you what I do. It's I'm not read. I kind of cheat. I like to watch a motivational video. That, that works. Okay. Yeah. That works. Right. And something that's going to motivate you, inspire you, encourage mm-hmm. you. That's the goal is to get that motivation, to think positive, to be moving forward. That's what that goal is. And then I think what's cool, the reflecting on yesterday. I mean, I think that probably does a lot for you, but I think what that's going to be, what that does is it helps you be purposeful. Like it helps you be purposeful today because if you're sitting there like, okay, well, yesterday, let's think about yesterday. I really did a whole lot of nothing. I didn't even put on pants until one o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> and, you know, so it's like, okay, I reflect on yesterday. Maybe that'll motivate me to throw on some pants this morning and, and <laughs> get out and do what I, you know, maybe yep. it's, if it's business, maybe it's like, maybe I should be handing out flyers instead of eating cereal and watching cartoons or something this morning. That's good stuff, Tim. I love it. Yeah. Guys, we just gave you an action plan. Yeah, I'll tell you, there's so much benefit in the reflecting that, I mean, we could spend an hour just on the power of reflection. Um, I use the word reflection. Some people use the word meditate. Some people will use the word of quiet time. Like there's so much power in just being able to be still. Yeah. And people don't don't realize how much we need to be still and how much Mm -hmm. we need to be able to reflect. Typically at a business owner, entrepreneurial, I don't think there's one minute in the day where my mind's not buzzing. Yeah. And it just buzzes like kind of, a, and then I, and then my, like even tonight, I, I was totally looking forward to this because I knew this conversation was going to be awesome. But like, I didn't stop from the time that I got up thinking, doing, meeting, talking, whatever it was all the way through. And then I ate a quick dinner and now we're on here and I absolutely love it. But if I don't take that time in the morning, I, I've got no other time to quiet myself, to slow yeah. down so that my engine's not constantly revving on high. Yeah, no, I agree. And mornings are a great opportunity to do that stuff. If you, and for those of you that struggle with mornings, Tim actually mentioned it, but read a book called Miracle Morning. Uh, good stuff. Uh, good stuff I, for, for people that claim they're not morning people. Well, but I would also totally 
allow for, because I know my wife is this way and I'm exact opposite. She's a night owl. Mm -hmm. She does all of this stuff at night. So she'll, she'll, before she goes to bed and stuff, she'll, she'll take her time. She'll calm down. She'll do the grateful stuff. She'll like, she does all of that stuff in the evening because she's a night owl and that works within her schedule. There's no, there's no, like, this is the rule. You got to do it in the morning. Just do it. Yeah, it is. It It really is. Now I like to do it in the morning. A lot of people encourage in the morning because it starts your day off correctly. But Again, if you're a night owl, there's nothing. If you're doing it at night, that's better than not doing it. I would well, rather that than not do it. Let, let's say for the sake of discussion, and then we can move on, that doing it in the morning is the best. As our good friend, uh, Mr. Latimer says, imperfect action, baby. Doing this at the quote-unquote wrong time is way better than not doing it at all. 100%. Yeah, yeah. 100%. And what, what's the saying? Uh, Failure beats what if every time, something like that. So just <laughs> – just exactly. do it. So, so yeah. Tim. For okay, this is good stuff. I I want to I want to uh, unsuccessfully naturally segue. So here's the unnatural. <laughs> segue. Uh, let, let's talk about you a little more. Um, you, uh, I do want to know a little bit about about the business side of things. First off, that was great stuff. I just don't want to like. I don't want to harp on it just for the sake of harping on it. So that's why I, why I want to move here just a little. Okay. Because we do have a limited time, and and I know that you also have a lot of value to bring on the on the business side of stuff. Uh, tell tell us a little bit. I know I've heard Latimer talk about it, and I've heard Brandon Vaughn talk about it. You've done s- some great things. You've built a lot of like e-commerce businesses wow. and done some crazy numbers. I'd like you to talk as about as much of that and be as detailed as you're willing to be. I know you don't like to toot your own horn, <laughs> but but just but here's the thing: people need to hear it. So like yeah. other guys need, you know, you, you don't want to be braggadocious. You're not, I'm asking you to share. So yeah, no, tell, I hear you. tell us, tell us about what you've done and some of the things that you've achieved uh, from your business standpoint and then also the coaching and stuff like that. Okay. Um, so I've owned a lot of businesses, um, you know, starting my life out in regards to, let's see, I, I, I started in construction and did a lot of the work myself. I was a handyman kind of a guy. From there, I phased into installing floors, and that just grew. It was really a great gig for a while until, uh, I don't know if people remember this, but we had a, I think it was 2007, 2006, where the construction industry just basically fell off the table. Really, really rough. It was real real rough for a lot of us. Um, So I lost a lot of contracts, a lot of jobs that way. Still struggled, but able to get back, got some commercial work. Um, then I ended up getting sick. Um, and when I got sick, it was a fluke thing to this day. I have no idea what, where, how, um, I just got a really bad infection because I didn't build in systems and I didn't have people that could take my place. I lost all of my commercial contracts. Hmm. Um, so I had a lot of situations again, because I didn't build it correctly. Didn't know about management that I built and lost, built and lost. Um, then I stepped into a lot of sales. I became the top sales guy for a window company, then became a top sales guy for a roofing company. Um, and then I stepped into another company, which begins this whole corporate journey where uh, me and one other individual, Sean was his name, we built out a, co- a company called Leaf to Fire. Leaf to Fire was owned by a family. It was bought by FXI, a corporate company. Sean and I moved into the corporate world and continued to build that. I think we ended up building, uh, I can't remember the numbers, but it was around five to $10 million a year in gross revenue for a piece of foam that got stuck inside of the gutter. Had the great <laughs> privilege, 
yeah, leaf so, to fire. Okay, I, yeah. I was wondering what it was. Okay, yeah, it was leaf to fire, and a lot of a lot of service contractors know what that is. But pest control, especially, they pest control was my niche. I built pest control, and we I built that to several million dollars a year. That was my hmm. entire marketing brain, putting it out together and everything else. That's where I really truly cut my teeth. Like an actual pest control company, or or something that sells to pest control companies. It, we sold it. We as a manufacturer sold to pest control companies who then in turn sold it to their customer. Hmm. So I had to teach the pest control company, the emotional connection that was between our product and the customer. So basically I would go in and I would teach the pest control like Orkin, Terminex, uh, Florida pest control down in your area. That's a big one. So I would teach them, I would go and do onsite training with them and we would teach them how to be able to sell the product as an add-on to their pest control services. And again, that's where I really cut my teeth in this whole emotional connection part of it. Um, well, then the company got big enough. Oh, actually, we also did Costco, Home Depot, Lowe's, that kind of stuff. We were selling into there. The company got big enough. They sold that part of the business off to somebody else. And same story everybody gets. You're out of a job, Tim. Sorry. Yeah. Thanks for your help. You know, Build a great $10 million company and you're done. Boom. Yeah. That's it. Here's a watch or whatever. <laughs> like son of a god. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so this whole this whole concept, like I said earlier in the in the podcast about the pressure of getting a job, working for the man, blah blah blah. Suddenly there was no security in there. You know, yeah. and everybody is telling you there's security in the job. It's not true. You know, so it's like that was that was kind of the first wake up call in regards to I need to go and own my own yeah. business. You know? Well, and j- just to hover on that just for a second, that's the thing. Like when I talk to a lot of guys, reach out to me and they're like. Hey, Bob, you know, I'm kind of like you. I'm in the corporate world, but I'm stuck because I'm not losing my job. And I'm like, bro, you're not any more secure there. Trust me than you are doing your own thing. As a matter of fact, you control the destiny when you're doing your own thing. That's so true. That's so true. So, so then I still wasn't quite convinced because uh, when you lose your job, you lose your self-confidence a lot of times. And I know guys have all gone through that. Yep. It's definitely an issue. Um, so we, we won't side rabbit trail on that one. Yeah, yeah. I know that that's definitely a thing too. Um, so I still, I continued, I ended up creating, um, well, it was a profit share adventure with Sunfrog. Um, and so I wasn't officially an owner or a partner, but at the same time, I was the face of Sunfrog, which was a t-shirt, the t-shirt company, right? And so I stepped into that, made a contract with Josh, who was the owner at the time, um, they were doing around $10,000 a month and in about a year and a half. We, we, and when I say that, I mean, like I had to spearhead it, but I had a great team behind me. Mm-hmm. We built that company to $7 million a month in gross revenue. Holy crap. So we went $7 from 10, million a month from a month. 10,000 a month. Wow. Yeah, 7 million a month from 10,000 a month. Um, and then we had spikes, you know, like everybody's got their busy season. So in e-com product base, your busy season is November, December. So we had spikes around 15 million in November and December per month. So wow. huge numbers, right? We also had to deal with challenges of as this machine is just almost spiraling down the highway out of control, mm-hmm. things are breaking. We had to learn how to change tires while this thing is moving. There was one time where we were 30 days behind on delivering orders and we had to figure out how to handle it. We had to build production. We had to calm our customers down. We had to calm our, all of the affiliates and the partners that we had down. Like I, and, I, I remember to this day, I was in Bend, Oregon, got a phone call from our supplier. Tim, we can't supply you any more t-shirts. I'm like, what? Are you freaking kidding me? Isn't, isn't this this was like October do? and you're telling me now I don't have any more t-shirts that you can supply me? No, nope, we're completely out. Our manufacturer is at least six months behind. We have nothing else to get. I'm like, wow. I mean, you talk about problem solving 
on the master degree level, that's mm -hmm. where we were. <laughs> um, hmm. so, so that was go so ahead. What, two phone calls and you had that solved, right? Just no, no, that was way more than two phone calls. <laughs> uh oh, I don't know if you can hear me, Tim, but I can't hear you. Are you muted? Uh oh. We're going to give this just a second. All right, test, test, oh, test. All right, you're back. You're back. Okay. So right. more more than two phone calls to get that resolved. Yep, yep. It took me definitely more than two phone calls. So if I mute out again, something happened with the computer connecting it. So, um, but yeah, definitely more than two phone calls. Uh, that took a little bit to solve that challenge. Um, but then, so it, everything's going great, and then all of a sudden the owner comes to me and says, "Well." you know, I got to cut your pay. I got to put you on salary. I got to take away all of your commissions, your bonuses. So after about a, like a 95% pay cut, I just said, we're done. And I walked away. And then that ensued in a lawsuit and protection and all this other kind of stuff. And that cost me a good bit of money um, and lost revenue. It was rough. And I had a hard time dealing with that. Um, just from an emotional standpoint, a lot of resentment, a lot of anger, a lot of those kinds of issues. Uh, but ended up starting to work through that. Then I was, uh, we, I partnered up with another t-shirt company. Um, it's called Living Fresh. It's a state-based uh, brand. Um, just recently dissolved that in October of last year. Uh, but we built that company up to like 2.5 million a year, something like that. Um, so really great stuff. But it's all, all of that has led me to the realization that what I really have been called to do is to help other people grow. Yeah. Meet them exactly where they're at and help them move into a better position, help them grow their business. And along the growth of the business, they also have to, and this is what most people don't understand, is that even if your business grows to a million dollars, if you don't personally grow both mentally, physically, because you have to have stamina because there's a certain amount of energy that, that and you don't grow emotionally because the relationships get tougher. If you don't grow as a person, that business could outgrow you. Yeah. And so many times a business will implode because you haven't grown yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's a, if you can grasp that concept, that's a huge, but so a lot of times when I'm coaching a company or when I'm talking with a company, many times the conversation will re revert or kind of fishtail into, or it's not even a fishtail. It's really more of a purpose side trail <laughs> mm -hmm. in the fact that we talk about the mental stability. We talk about emotional the IQ kind of things that we talk about personal fit. You said you're losing weight. Kudos yeah. to you, man. Cause that's the, the energy that it takes well, to run a business. I'm not just losing weight. I'm losing weight and I'm gaining sexy. So yeah. I just want to be clear <laughs> for everyone out there. That's not watching the video. You're gaining sexy, huh? Uh, but yeah, that's, I mean, so when you look at it, this is all about the adventure. And this is why I love the business because it truly is an adventure. It's not just about having a successful business. It's about becoming more so your business can become more. Becoming more so you can impact more people. Or becoming more so that way your influence spreads further. And that's really what, I guess at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. That's what we truly want is that legacy anyway. Mm -hmm. um, so hopefully that gives you, and you can ask me any questions about the challenges because there's been tons of them. <laughs> well, well, Tim, tell me about the challenges. <laughs> <laughs> Which <laughs> one? I well, I mean, like the, the self-doubt, I'll tell you. Well, yeah. I mean, so you take a business from 10K a month to 7 million a month. First off, did you, when you took it over, did you say to yourself, 
I'm going to do that in the next 18 months or like, was that the plan or was there some self-discovery along the way that allowed you to do it? Did you deal with doubt there or did you just walk in Mr. Confident? Cause I could see it being both, both. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I, I don't ever believe that you can clearly see a path from zero to 7 million and say, this mm -hmm. is exactly the path that I'm going to follow. Every company's different. Every company is going to experience different challenges, supply. They're all going to, well, frankly, there's only three things that can ever break in business. Capacity, attitude, or streams. Now, let me just briefly, so everybody understands. Capacity is what is finite. It's something that can be measured. Time, how many people, area, cash flow, that's the capacity. Mm -hmm. Attitude is all your relationship. It starts inside with your own attitude, then it builds out from there with your relationships and your employees, employer kind of thing, family, partners, and customers. It just builds out from there. And then the last one is streams, which is your revenue streams, how you're getting the money to come in, or the lead source streams. Those are the only three things that can ever break in business. So I'm saying that as a groundwork, when I look at Sunfrog as we were building, those were typically, well, not that was always, I could trace it back to one of those three challenges. Mm -hmm. Capacity, we're 30 days behind. We don't have enough capacity. Our affiliates aren't selling. Our partners aren't selling. That's a relationship. Something's going on with the communication. Yeah. I got to fix it. Lead source, that's, I mean, revenue, well, maybe we're selling our product too cheap. We need to increase that price. What's going on with that? Maybe we're paying our affiliates too much. We need, we need to lower that price or something. There's always, it, it, it's amazing when you start to dissect a business, you can always trace it back to one of those three core things. So the challenges are always going to be able to associate. I knew that stepping into Sunfrog. And it gave me the ability to very quickly dissect or discern exactly what the challenge was and then put a plan in place to be able to fix it. Hmm. So that's, that's business. That's, that's how we look at business. Now, I know it sounds simplistic, but at the same time, if we don't simplify a problem, we'll never be able to solve it. Well, it's simple. I think at the end of the day, I mean, of course, there's complexity in, in our businesses, but um, like you've kind of, aside from like the personal aspect of your attitude, the internal portion, you said your business consists of two things, sales and operations. That's kind of, kind of what you did there. Now it's not that simple, but, <laughs> but, but that's, that's the platform. Now there's maybe a million bullet points underneath each, but, right. but I do like that. And I, you know, that's actually some stuff I talked to with, uh, with our guys. Now I'll be honest. I hate to be a guy that lacks what's the word for that has um, uh, self-limiting beliefs and I don't want to project those on, on anyone else, but I doubt anyone that's listening to this podcast is going to build a small pressure washing or window cleaning uh, painting home painting company to $7 million a month. That's probably not going to happen because that would be exceptional. And I don't even know if one of those exists on the planet. Okay. Um, but uh, the, it still holds true. And that's actually what I, so I'd like to get your feedback. Tell me if I'm wrong. Cause one thing I always tell my listeners, uh, is listen at the very beginning, you really only need to focus on one thing and now, but, but hear me out before I go any further. Cause I just throw operations out the window. I'm like, just forget about operations. <laughs> you got one problem right now and it sells and that's it. You don't have a problem with your website. You don't have a problem with your, 
is my flyer perfect? You don't have a problem with, is my pressure washer good enough or my paintbrush the right kind and all that. Your problem is you're not getting out there and getting in front of enough people. I'm talking about people starting up, of course, starting out. Yeah. Your problem is not uh, any of that stuff. Your problem is you're not getting in front of enough people. And then if you can set, you know, you need to set a goal to sell yourself into an operations problem. Now you would say you need to stream yourself into a capacity problem if you were using the same analogy. Right. But right. But what I always tell people is, listen, the, the, the capacity or the, the operations, that's like the easy part because it's just kind of like, yeah, you, just, you do it. You know, if you have the money to buy a pressure washer or to rent one for the weekend because you sold some jobs. So that's, that's the, the, the revenue point part. You got that taken care of. A monkey can learn how to do this thing as long as you don't need a special license like a plumber or an electrician or, or whatever. A monkey can do it. So you, you've got a sales problem and that's really what you need to focus on. And then everything else is going to be a sales support from that point. Now, what are your thoughts on that from the perspective of some dude like me that's trying to start a window cleaning or pressure washing company, ground zero, he's struggling and all he wants to talk about is the right nozzle to put on the end of his four gallon per minute machine. What are your thoughts? <laughs> how much time do we have <laughs> <laughs> well not that much but yeah keep keep it short tim keep it short um oh wow where do i start on this thing uh it's because you're you're basically resulting in saying that everything can be solved by sales well i'm not saying that i'm saying i know that's not true i think sales does cover a multitude of sins right what i'm getting at is uh when people are starting out I'm painting with a broad brush here. I understand. But, I understand. But, I'm just but, trying to understand. but people are not struggling because they don't have good enough equipment. They're That's struggling. Correct. You know, the business, if you're starting a business from ground zero, a small, a service-based business specifically, your failure is not going to be because you didn't spend enough time learning how to deliver the product because yeah. you're the guy delivering it. Your problem is going to, you know, if you have enough sales out there, you can fail your way through some on the operation side when you're an owner operator you can do a few jobs bad you can lose some money on some jobs you could you you could uh not even have your your pricing structure correct and you did this one and you made two bucks an hour but that's okay you still were able to take those four dollars that you made in two hours and buy some bread for dinner that night but you right. need to sell 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 to get your way through that and then create an operations problem obviously the problem needs to be fixed that's that's always my advice for guys yeah, I'm not sure if I would buy into that. Oh my God, Tim, you're killing me here. I know, I know. But I'm trying to think of how to present this in a way that it makes sense. Because I don't think that you're entirely wrong. I think it's the presentation part of it. Um, I may be a bit extreme on it. I, I mean, you know, of course. So I'll backpedal. I don't mean that the ops isn't important. I'm just saying yeah, I've, never, I I've, never met, I've never met guys that are like, uh, well, you know, uh, I succeeded because my trailer was perfect because I work on it eight hours a day. You know? Right. And you're also talking about a brand new business and yeah. the challenges and like you go through it and let, let me frame this part of it because here's, here's what I tend to see with businesses. There are like three stages that happen inside of a business. The first one is you start your business because you're in survival mode. You got to put bread on the table. Yep. You got to be able to feed your family. That's the reason you lost your job. And so yep. you're, you're forced into this thing and now you've got to do it. Now you got to make it happen. And because you're in that, I think part of what you're saying is absolutely correct. There's a certain amount of, I've got to do the sales. But I think the thing that comes before the sales 
is the daily disciplined activity that people neglect in order yep. to get to the sales. Because if let me throw, if I were to wrap marketing into sales, would that make things? Yeah, I just think it comes down to a daily disciplined yeah. action. So yeah. whether you're talking about, I'm going to give this many proposals and sales, I'm going to hang this many door hangers, I'm going to, whatever that is, whether you call it marketing or sales, it's a daily disciplined action. And so a lot of times, especially when you're starting, you kind of like, well, I got one sale, so I need to go do this. And I'm going to, you know, but if you don't discipline yourself and start filling that pipe, like I'm going to discipline myself and I'm going to call 10 people today, yeah. period. It's, uh, I think there's a book called The Fred Factor where he just, that was his discipline. I'm calling 60 people a day. Uh, the Pursuit of Happiness is another great example of that. He would look at his list. He said, I've got an hour of my time. Here's these clients. Here's the high-end clients. You know what? I'm going to flip this list over and I'm going to call the high-end clients first because I've only got this much time. Mm. And I've got to handle these other responsibilities. But his discipline was that daily action of I'm calling, 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 calling. And I'm going to do it. No matter if I get slammed in the face 1,500 times by no I'm going to continue to do this daily action, which then results exactly in the sales. So I would attribute that more to the stream. If I'm using my language, well, the stream of that, the, the leads that are coming in mm -hmm. and making sure that you've got that daily disciplined action in place in order to get those sales. I'd say I agree with you 100%. Actually, I think it's a semantic. Uh, yeah, that's it, what I mean. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a semantic thing. Cause I'm actually on the same page. You wouldn't recommend that, uh, you don't start making, if we want to use that analogy, don't start making those hundred calls a day or, or whatever, because, well, I don't even know. Um, I don't know the right soap to use. No, that's, that's, <laughs> that, that, yeah. That's my point is it's like, do I, it. I, yeah, I'm I don't with know what you on that. So yeah. Do it. Get it done. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to kill a couple of Japanese maples. I guarantee it. It's going to happen. Oh God. Don't let me tell you, <laughs> I've spent too much money on landscaping in the last two or three months. I, I hate it. You some dead Japanese maple. Yeah, but they weren't those at least. And that's they part of the learning curve. <laughs> so, so Tim, since you just confirmed with everyone that I'm absolutely right, and I appreciate that. <laughs> I, I, actually, in all seriousness, in all seriousness, I'm on I'm on your page. You are just better at the, the explanation, but 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 I like it. Um, I want to ask you a couple other little things here and then we sure. do wrap down just because no one wants to listen to a three hour podcast. Um, unless your name's Joe Rogan, then they want to listen to it. So, um, get Legos. I'm, I'm intrigued. I I've seen you do a lot of Lego stuff online. You got a son. I'm not sure how old he is. I'm assuming he's in his late teens or 17, 17. I, you, you go out and you buy bulk Legos. What do you do with these things? Oh my goodness. This is a whole different topic. Um, please understand the reason why Legos are important is because my relationship with my son is important. Yeah. So besides anything else, the only reason why I am invested and very passionate about Legos is because my son is. Yeah. And so for me, it's a number one way to be able to connect. Now, when my son leaves, you probably never ever hear about Legos except for a proud dad moment saying that this kid is doing, this is what he's doing. Hey, I, um, I completely understand. I'm playing Pokemon go all of a sudden because, <laughs> yeah, cause just because I want to have better Pokemon than my, my son does. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> son. exactly. But that's the thing. And that's where I love being able to find things that I can create a relationship either with my kids, with people, whatever. Mm -hmm. Cause to me, the relationship is the most important. Now, when we're talking about the Lego thing. But now we need to talk about Legos because I need to know what the hell you're building with these. <laughs> what like, he's doing. So loads of them. This rabbit hole, this rabbit hole is literally 
five hours deep. So I'll try to wrap it up in like. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) So there's a whole microcosm of people that build Lego and they're called mocks. It's my own creation. MOC. All right. So we buy Legos by the bulk by pound. And if anybody is out there and would love to donate to the cause, I will give you my address. You can ship me your Legos. <laughs> I am 100% accepting them, okay? Because then we organize them. We separate them by colors, piece, size, blah, blah, blah. So now what we're doing, actually, and it's interesting you're asking me this because next week we have Brickworld that's coming up. Okay. And at Brickworld, that's in Chicago, it's this 10,000 square foot event where people come from all over the world, including Sweden where Legos are made. And people come together and they show off their mocks. Hmm. My son has four tables full of, of these mocks, my own creation. He's got a, a castle that's about eight foot by five foot wide that he built out of Legos. And then he started doing a lot of creation. So here's my shameless plug for my kid, right? If you have a logo that you would love to see built out of Legos, if you have something that you would love to see built out of Legos, he takes commission and he will be commissioned to be able to build logos. He builds, he built a plane out of Legos. He built an AR-15 out of Legos. He built all kinds of, I can't even tell you how many different, really. I might be interested in the logo thing. We'll talk about that. Yeah, well, and I have a friend down there in Florida too, David, who wants him to build a Blue Flamingo because his company's Blue Flamingo soft wash, right? So um, (laughs) anyway, yeah, so he builds these things and they're so freaking cool. But what I love more, and if you've seen the Lego movies, what I love about my kid is the fact that he can see things in ways that I would never be able to see them. Mm-hmm. And that's the uniqueness, right? So we talked earlier about the ugly doll thing. Yeah. That's his ugly doll. It's kind of weird because he can say, <laughs> I'm going to build this gun out of these square pieces that have interlocking sections on them. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's crazy, but he comes up with this stuff and he designs it and he creates these circles and stuff. He's got flags that move sideways. I mean, just incredible stuff that he's got that he's been able to create. Um, so you're, I'm, you're talking, I could talk all day about my kid and what he's going. No, that's like cool. I love it. No, that 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 scratched the itch. I've been curious. I'll probably talk to you, ask you a couple of questions offline about it. Uh, <laughs> I've got, uh, and actually, I like the idea of the the logo thing. So that's cool. I might talk to him about that. Um, yeah. That'd be cool in the office. And he can make it 3D too, which is really wicked cool. Yeah, well, that's but where my mind was. I'm like, this could be really neat. So. It really is. We, he had somebody else that actually asked him about doing an in-office. He built a pillar, and inside the pillar, there's these little chambers. Now, that's a really extreme thing, but it's sectional, so he can actually build it and move it. Um, and it's inside of the office. It's an eyepiece. It makes his brand very talkable. It's hmm. really wicked cool. But, All right. Very cool. Ahead. So <laughs> reach out to Tim if you need to get in touch with the son on that. That's actually neat. Tim, here's my final question for you. I have not prepped you for this. Oh, boy. I love cannonballs. Josh does this all the time. Well, this is probably going to be the the weirdest one you've ever been asked. Okay. I try to ask everybody, but I don't always always remember. So let me paint the picture for you. You remember the old movie Mad Max Thunderdome? Yep. All right. So imagine you enter the Thunderdome. Yeah, Yeah. Two men enter, one man leaves, right? Who runs Thunderdome? Yeah, no, Bartertown. Who runs Bartertown? Oh, who runs Bartertown? Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting it mixed up, yeah. So so two guys, so you're in Thunderdome, and you have to choose to fight one of the two options I'm about to give you. To the oh, death. Boy. To the death. You can either fight one horse, like big horse, like a Clydesdale, one horse-sized duck, or 
a thousand duck-sized horses to the death. Either you leave or the ducks or the horses leave. What do you pick? What are my weapon choices? You don't get any weapons. That's all you don't get. You're in the Thunderdome, but you don't get any weapons. You're just no. Come on, Thunderdome nope. had weapons all up around the top and everywhere else. Hey, this is my podcast. No weapons. <laughs> so, I, am I going to bring in my own weapons in, or nope. what, what, it's I, just you? It's just you versus this other beast or thousand little beasts. That's actually a tough one. I like the fact that you put a lot of thought into this. Some people don't put much into it, and I don't respect them. But there's really only <laughs> one. There's only one correct answer. So uh, I hope you give the right answer. But you got to give me one here. Uh, I know, but I'm um, trying to think of the power of a Clydesdale. Even at a thousand of them, it's kind of like the death of a thousand Nicks. Well, but it's yeah. Well, yeah, little. Little, I know they're duck size. It depends yeah. on what duck size. I mean, we talking like a swan, like a no, like a mallard, you mallard, know, mallard, mallard yeah. size. Okay, yeah. so let me get that picture. And then you got one duck. I, I really don't like, I, I, I'm gonna go with the thousand, thousand yep. horses. All right, so give me, give me your 15 to 30 second strategy on how you're gonna fight them, just so I can understand why you're going that route. Um, well, if you get in a, the side of the thing, so they can only come at you from one or three directions. Mm-hmm of all the way around a 360 degree you should be able to get them to pile up and so you would only handle a few of them at a time you wouldn't be handling all of a thousand okay i like that and then are you going to like kick them or stomp on them or punch them or what are you going to do you know when you're in the middle of that you got about especially in a fight you got about three to seven seconds to make it up mm-hmm. and that's the only time that you're going to know what exactly it is that you're going to do See, I think I think I want to just step on them. I got a size 15 shoe. <laughs> I, I weigh, you know, right now I'm going to weigh less than this, but like as of today, I weigh 270 pounds because I'm not losing weight. I'm gaining sexy. But um, yeah, so you, you gave the right answer. I'm proud of you, Tim. Uh, you know Dan Plata. I give him. I've talked bad about Dan on every podcast episode since he's been on because he chose the ducks, the, the horse-sized duck. And I'm thinking, how the hell could you beat any kind of animal that's the size I, I don't get it but he's like well i'll take out their legs i'm like their legs would be the size of a tree trunk You're yeah crazy. you wouldn't be able to break them yeah. and so, i've watched ducks kill other animals to defend their young yeah like big animals i've watched it happen well you guys heard it here first on the journey of a new entrepreneur podcast tim <laughs> kroll is cruel to duck-sized animals so um <laughs> that's that Tim, how can guys get in touch with you, whether it's the one-on-one coaching, the 15-minute call you're talking about? I know you do like the Conquer program that I'm a part of. We didn't even talk about that. Um, yeah. And we did, holy crap, we, we got, we're going to have to have you back on because I know you also do consultations for like, um, like people's branding and their marketing and making like the, th- the same things that you did to grow that business from 10K to 7 million a month. You'll right. give people consultations on the marketing and branding side of things. How can they get in touch with you? All right, so probably the best and fastest way would be through Facebook. Um, I've got my own personal page, which you can friend me on, or you can also go and follow me on the the official Facebook page, uh, profile page, the business page kind of a thing. Um, Just type in my name, the Tim Kroll, T-I-M-C-R-O-L-L. And then I've got, again, there's lots of ways to be able to connect me via social. LinkedIn, Google My Business, I've got a page up. You can connect there, message there. Um, Facebook, Instagram. I'm on YouTube. You can see videos of me doing quick talks or quick tips on on YouTube. So that's probably the easiest way to get in contact with me. Now, the second part of that is 
actually there's three parts. So the second part is I'm going to have my website up and running. I'll give you that right now. It's a version done rather than the version that I want it to be. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm working on the version that I want it to be. I just had to have something done first. I'm super excited about this because it should roll out here in the next two or three weeks uh, to be completely done. And that will give you access. So when you land on the website, it'll give you the three choices, the coaching, the speaking, and then the, what I'm terming project management or marketing analysis kind of a thing. Uh, so that's another way. And again, it's just timcroll.com. Okay. And then the last one, which I offered out to you is the Calendly link. I'll send you that. And I, again, it's only a specific amount of time that I offer this. It's like two days a week and it's only for a short amount of time. So it may get packed very quickly. So if you're going to do it, do it quick and then check it out. And then we might have to wait. But at the same time, if you okay. need me right away or you want to get in contact with me right away, probably Facebook is the best right. way to do it. Send and I'll put that calendar link in your, uh, in the, the show notes in the podcast yep. description. So yep. awesome. Tim, thanks a million. We're going to do this again. We actually, gosh, I think we've talked over an hour here and we probably have another two or three hours to talk about. So we'll definitely do this again. Yeah, I'm game, uh, man. I am totally, totally. I love doing this stuff. I love being on here. You know, and the exciting thing is, is honestly, and I'll, I'll be transparent on this part of it. Y'all give me a lot of content so I can keep writing articles I, I mean, like you guys give me so much. And I love it. I absolutely love it. Cause the questions that you guys ask mm-hmm. are what make the next piece of information more, even more valuable. Good stuff. Well, dude, Tim, I love you, man. This, this is cool. I'm just getting to know you and, uh, I have a mad respect for you and I look forward to getting to know you better in the future. I know we're going to, I know we're going to be close. So, yeah. um, guys, oh, I'm going to be at the huge event. Maybe we can meet up there oh, too. Are you going to be there? I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah, I'm planning on being at the huge event. So, well, plug for that for those guys, the huge convention.com. Uh, uh, they do it every August. Uh, so, it's going to be in Branson this year, August 2019. I didn't know you're going to be there. My, I'm going to have my whole family. So, that's going to be a blast. So, it'll just be me, I think. Okay. Well, we will absolutely be getting together. So, all right, <laughs> guys, thank you for listening to the Journey of a New Entrepreneur podcast. Don't forget, impact someone positively today. And remember, mm-hmm. if you're not doing the things you want to be doing in life, you better have a damn good reason for it. But if you're not pursuing those things, there's no good reason for it. Peace out.